since the law has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the reality itself of those things it can never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifices they continually offer year after year otherwise wouldn't they have stopped being offered since the worshipers purified once and for all would no longer have any consciousness of sins but in the sacrifices there is a reminder of sins year after year for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins therefore as he was coming into the world he said you did not desire sacrifice and offering but you prepared a body for me you did not delight in whole burnt offerings and sin offerings then i said see it is written about me in the scroll i have come to do your will o god after he says above you did not desire delight in sacrifices and offerings whole burnt offerings and sin offerings which are offered according to the law he then says see i have come to do your will he takes away the first to establish the second by this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Every priest stands day after day ministering and offering the same sacrifices time after time, which can never take away sins. But this man, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. He is now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this, for after he says, This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds, and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the reading from Hebrews chapter 10. And I read a little bit more of it than would be prescribed for Good Friday. This would be our epistle reading, our, our second reading for Good Friday. We won't be hearing this reading tonight uh, as we have the longer reading of the Passion Narrative and the Isaiah reading, both which are very important. And this is important too. This is actually the first reading that is chosen for uh, for the service in the Book of Common Prayer, in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. And I actually read the, the full uh, length of it, the whole entire chapter, whereas in our three-year lectionary, in the ELW especially, it just, it begins at, at verse 16 and goes to verse 25. It's not as long. But what ends up happening there is that you miss out on all the other essential parts that that the argument is being built on here in Hebrews. Where in Hebrews 10, the writer of Hebrews is equating what happens in Jesus Christ to be the final sacrifice. What happens in Jesus Christ to be this once for all time taking away of sin. That there are no other sacrifices that can be made. There's no other pound of flesh that can be taken. There, there's no other payment that can be made for the forgiveness of sins 
apart from what it is that Jesus has done. And that's, that's the, the, the table that is being set here, where we have, by this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. We don't like that idea, really, right? We don't like that idea that on the cross, Jesus Christ was this, was this uh, penal substitutionary atonement, this one who was in our place, uh, that, that was, was taking the place uh, of us, uh, uh, taking our sin upon himself, being the Lamb of God that sacrificed to take away the sins of the world, we, we tend to want to see it as, as an act of love or, or something like that, but to actually imagine that his death was necessary in order to bring about forgiveness, to bring about reconciliation, to actually remove and destroy sin forever. Because then he says, but this man, after offering one sacrifice, sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God he is now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. This, this understanding that what has happened in Jesus is this once-for-all-time thing. And, and that's hard for us to get our minds around because we often think that, that what happens with the Christian life is that Jesus did this thing and we go, okay, now we have to get about doing something about that. We have to get about repaying him for that. We have to get about making ourselves holy. We have to get about uh, bringing about his reign on earth. We have to do all these things, whereas the writer is sitting here saying, no. We, you know, it goes on to talk about godliness in the last few verses of our reading. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, do you hear that? Not through any other reason, but we, but we enter into the throne room of God because of Christ. He has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain, that is through his flesh, the, the curtain that would have divided the, the, the temple from the holy place to the holy of holies, between where the, the high priest would uh, uh, do the, the incense burning and all those things, and then the place where the Ark of the Covenant was. That's the curtain that he's talking about. Since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water, that we're able to approach God. Do you know this is? It, it's talking about our approaching to God, our, our reconciliation with God. And let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful that we hold on to the confession, that we, that we hold on to it with certainty, that he has promised something to us, this, 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 this gift of God given to us in Jesus. And then it just says, let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, in the sense of works relying on Christ in all things, not neglecting to gather together. That's one of the big things, because we have to gather together in worship and prayer and to hear the word that we might hear the promises of God again because otherwise what we end up doing is reverting back to a sacrificial system. That's our default. We revert back to transactionalism. We revert back to, well, if I do this, God will do that. And what Good Friday becomes is it becomes good because it takes that away from us. And it puts it in Christ's hands nailed to the cross. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, encouraging one another to say, yes, the day is coming. He is going to return. Until then, rest in him. Rejoice in him, the once-for-all-time sacrifice that we hold on to. That's Good Friday. 
Well, church, I hope that you had a blessed Monday, Thursday. And now that we enter into the second day of our worship, I pray that you will be blessed in that as well. Our prayers are going to come out of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we beseech thee graciously to behold this thy family, for which our Lord Jesus Christ was contented to be betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men, and to suffer death upon the cross, who now liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before thee for all estates of men in thy holy church, that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may truly and godly serve thee through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, church, blessings to you as we remember this day, the death of Christ for us. May it be a time of renewal for you, of understanding your sin, but also understanding your Savior as we go into this weekend to rest on Saturday with Christ as he rests in the tomb and to rejoice when we get to say he is risen together on Sunday. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will see you on Easter. <laughs>